the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com. You were made to think big, do big, big. Well, tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue our previous message. You see, in Jesus' ministry, he was limited because he had an assignment to go to the cross and first to the the children of God, the children of Israel. So Jesus very rarely went to the Gentiles. But after the resurrection, going to the Gentiles would actually become the norm for the church. We may be from different ethnicities, but like Rosa Parks said, I believe there's only one race, the human race. And if you're human, you're my brother, you're my sister. Baptizing them. So make these disciples, all these different groups, but the first step to discipleship is baptism. And baptism is one of those things we do at first and understand later. Yeah, I mean, we do classes and all that, but you don't get it yet. What would happen in the book of Acts, you'll see that they gave their lives to Jesus and they were baptized the same day. Because this is how faith operates. You see, when it comes to baptism, the power is not the water. It's in our obedience to do as Jesus commanded. You know, over 24 years ago, um, God called me and, 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 and told me to leave everything I knew, basically, to start this church. But it was only really a few years ago that it started to really make any sense. Because the issue was not about would I be successful. But boy, would you obey me? I am Lord. I am your master. I am your trainer and your developer. I know when things are ready and when they're not. Baptizing them in the name. Notice the name here is not plural. It's singular. Not names, but name. 
And what Jesus is doing here, he's underscoring the absolute unity between the three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus was not co-equal with the Father and Holy Spirit, this statement would have been blasphemous. Imagine if I came up here one Sunday and used my name alongside other humans like Nelson Mandela, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Winston Churchill, uh, uh, Martin Luther King. You think, you out of your mind. But Jesus had complete comfort sandwiching his name, not between the names of other men, but between the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was either the most arrogant man to ever walk the face of the earth, or he was the Son of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then he said, teaching them. Not just motivating, which is good. Not just encouraging, which is good. Not just exciting. We all need excitement, which is good. But it says, teaching them. So it's line upon line that we become disciples. But then watch or listen here to, it's not really a caveat, but to the qualifying things we're to teach. Teaching them to observe, watch this, all things. Some people stay mad at me because... I'm not like their last pastor. I love your last pastor. I'm sure a good person. But my Bible says I'm to teach all things. All things. Not just the popular. Not just the culturally acceptable. Not just the easily digestible. Am I preaching here? All things. Your spiritual diet is like a bank account. Good food choices yield the highest interest. Teaching them to observe all things, watch this, that I have commanded you. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. I'm here to preach the message Jesus gave us to preach. Don't don't ever get impressed with me because nothing I say is original. It all comes from the source and the book. This message is the only message God is obligated to bless. A lot of times we're, we're far out in left field and we're like, Lord, bless me over there. You know, a lot of folks, you know, read these weird books and um, they get real deep into this spiritual warfare and all this weird stuff. And, and there's a place, you know, spiritual warfare, please. But, but let's be in the Bible. And they're like, well, I need to know the name of the demon over the city and da 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 And unless you throw up, you're not delivered. Weird stuff. And sometimes people will throw up. That's fine. But um, anyway. But James, 
who was the pastor at the church. He was the half-brother of Jesus in Jerusalem. And before Ephesus, it was the largest church in the world. They were told there was over 100,000 members of that church. And if anyone knew anything about spiritual warfare, it was James. And what James said is this. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. You don't need to know no demon's name. You just need to align yourself. Set yourself under God's word and freedom will come in that area. But you got to align yourself. Submit to God. Your freedom is connected to your submission. Oh, I'm preaching good. I felt that, right? Your freedom is connected to your submission. The clarity of your mind is connected to your submission. You want to break the devil's power? Start acting like a believer. Start acting like the Bible's true. Hold your tongue sometime. Don't always do what you feel like doing. You hear what I'm saying? Let God regulate your thoughts and your mind. I mean, we, we live in a culture of I feel, I feel, I feel. You don't know how I feel. But Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you got to take up your cross. And I know it might not feel good, but to be a disciple, it's not always going to feel good. But when you get to the other side of the pain, there will be resurrection, there will be glory. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But you got to hang on through the night. You got to hang on when it don't feel good, when it don't feel right, when it doesn't seem like it's working. Teaching them to observe all things, not just your favorite things. That I have commanded you. And to this group that does that, here's the promise. And lo, lo is the word used for emphasis like, ah, this is amazing. Just wow, you know, this ooh, it's too, too, good, too good to be true, hard to believe. And lo, I am. He is the great I am with you all ways. Church, what makes us different is not our building, it's not our programs, it's not even our organization. Though we want to keep all those things tight and, and right, it's God's presence. His presence is our power. His presence is our protection. His presence is our peace. Moses said this in, in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. He said to the Lord, now Moses knew, knew God. And he said that actually he's almost threatening guys like, well, if you don't do X, I'm not going to do Y. And God honored his prayer. And if we start praying like this, God will honor it. He said, if your presence, God, does not go with us. Do not send us up from here. I'm not going anywhere without you, God. And then he goes on and he explains that how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? He said, God, what else? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? You know, we might look like everybody else. 
We have needs like everyone else. But it's the presence of God that makes us like nobody else. The psalmist prayed, Lord, whatever you don't, don't take your presence, your spirit from me. I want God's presence not only in my life, in my house, my friendships, my family, in my church. It's his presence that that brings ease to life. That's why Jesus can say, my yoke is, come to me, come to, come to my prayer. My yoke is, my burden's light. I'll give you the strength you need, the grace you need, but you got to come to me. You got to seek first the kingdom. You got to uh, prioritize the presence of God. Why are we fasting? Because we're into pain? No. Mm. Believe me, I'm not into pain. I'm not into pain. But what did Jesus say? They were complaining that his disciples, you know, weren't, weren't fasting like John's disciples. They said, listen, as long as the groomsman's with him, you don't fast. It's when, when, when the groomsman is taken away, that's when you fast. It's when God's presence seems far away. We turn over our plates. Or it's when his presence is not close enough, dear enough, and near enough that we turn over our plates. And what we're saying is, Lord, you matter more than the very air I breathe, the food I eat. God, you are most important. And I humble myself before you to draw near. And Jesus said, and lo, I am with you always. Ultimately, our peace, our joy doesn't come from the absence of trouble. It comes from the presence of God. The presence of God is the oxygen of our soul. You can't see it, but can't really live without it. Then watch this next clause, and I'm going to stay here for a second, and we're going to be done and get ready for the dedication. Even to the end of the age, Jesus could have taken all of his disciples with him, spared them the beatings and the rejection and all that they would face in their lives. But he left them in this age for them to influence our age. Christianity in the first century was persecuted by the Roman government. But 200 years later, Christianity was the formal religion of the Roman government. I believe, though, please don't mishear me, e pluribus unum. I would never advocate for theocracy or theonomy, but I am well aware that Jesus called us to be salt and light. Now, that may seem strange to us because, you know, we only use salt, you know, typically now to add flavor to food, and that's one of, they did that back then too. But in a time where there was no refrigeration, the only way you preserve meat was to smoke it and salt it. So salt was a preservative, but also they use, by the way, salt as a fertilizer, but that's that's an aside here. So salt was the primary thing used to preserve. We are salt and light. Before electricity, the best light you only experience in the daytime. 
you had something of a candle at light at, 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 during, the, during, the, during the night, but, but, but daylight was where you got light. We are to be salt and like the sunlight. So here's what I want to say to you. The church must stop asking what is wrong with the world because Jesus has already answered that for us. Instead, we should ask what happened to the salt and the light because that is what the church will answer for. We are to be a preservative. Imagine what America would be like without the church. Now, I know folks talking about the church, complaining about the church, mad at the church, but imagine what it would be like without the church. MLK came out of the church. The civil rights movement came out of the church. Hospitals were created by the church. Schools were created by the church. Universities, the church. Imagine if we were not in this nation. So God in his mercy said, no, I'm going to leave y'all there to keep people from going off the edge. Now, my kingdom's going to come, and right now, you know, you have it in your heart, and I'm not trying to establish a, a, a kingdom on earth through government, governments in, 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 on the planet. But while you're here, I do want you to influence the existing governments and keep them. Now, decay is going to come. You could salt food, but it's not going to last forever. De- decay will come. But I want you to lengthen the shelf life. America's in trouble. Look like we're about to expire, but God wants to lengthen the shelf life. You hear what I'm saying? But to do so, we got to be the salt and the light of the world. And lo, I am with you always so you can build a following, so you can build church. No, so you can make disciples. Even until the end of the age. This is why we invest so much in reaching the lost, empowering the hurting, assimilating the lonely. And our last point and our last uh, message on our mission, leading our culture toward Christ. But I want you to be careful. We will never confuse church and state. But if the church is to be the conscience of our society, we must roll up her sleeves and make sure she never loses her voice. We need to take this message into the highways and the byways. We need every child to hear the gospel in a way that they can understand. So we're going to get more aggressive. We're going to get behind this more than we ever have to make sure we're reaching the next generation for Jesus the Christ. But then Jesus ends this, punctuating it further, with amen or amen. In the, the, the King James Version, you see verily, verily, which is literally the double amen. And it was the way Jesus said, listen, I'm, I'm, he couldn't say, you know, like, thus saith the Lord, like the prophets did, because it was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, thus saith me, you know. So he said, verily, verily. And he starts this thing the same way, all authority. I'm not just talking at you. I just don't have an idea. I don't just have a strategy. I am the creator of the ends of the earth. I am the Lord of all. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, meaning we're going to be here until the end of this age. And God wants us 
If the salt loses saltiness, it's good for nothing. He once says, the reason you're in your crazy family is to be light and salt. To keep them, I, I know they're still crazy, but to keep them from further craziness. Without your influence, dear God, how crazy might Thanksgiving be? Without your input, how dark might the conversations become? You are restraining influence by virtue of your presence. He ends this with amen, as if to say to the the disciples, help my tongue, did I stutter? I mean it. I said it. So go get it done. Anything Jesus commands us to do, he gives us grace to accomplish. So today, let everyone who hears say come. Let the one who is thirsty also come and drink. In a moment, I'm going to ask folks to bow their heads and lift their hands. I'm so thankful that Jesus saved me from hell. I I should go to hell. I don't deserve heaven in my own merits. We we so entitled, and forgive me, I'm just a little squirrel moment. Give me a second, I'll come right back. We feel that everybody should go to heaven. Now, I happen to be a homeowner. And, you know, I've lived in that house, I don't know, 15, I don't know how long I lived there, 15 years. No one except the people on the deed have a right to my home. It's my house. How do you have a right to God's house? The only way you get into my house legally, some of y'all jokers, is if I let you in. So I come to God, say, Lord, I hear in your house are many mansions, and you're going to prepare for me room. And Lord, I come, but I come through the door. Jesus said, I am the door. No one comes through the Father but by me. I'm not trying to come through a window, not go through a basement. I'm coming through the door. I'm coming through Jesus. Not because I deserved it, but because he paid the price for my access and my entry and my eternity. My salvation cost him everything. So I come to him, Lord, save me, wash me, preserve me. But here's the deal. I don't just come to him for the next life and then try to live like hell in this life. I'm like, see, salvation will help you in the next life, but discipleship will make you useful and, 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 and bring you reward in the next life, but it, it make you powerful. But, but you got, you got to reach more than fire insurance. Say, Lord, I, I want to live like you become. I want to take your mandate to the ends of the earth. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. I want to get under your authority and command. And, you know, I, I was confused without purpose, but now I got a purpose. My purpose, Lord, is, 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 is to get under your authority and, and to take this gospel into all the, the, the world and be salt and, and light. The Lord is saying, come. Come through the door. 
I'm the only one who loves you perfectly. I care for your soul. I'm really not trying to get something from you, but I'm trying to get something to you. I want to give you a hope and a future. I want to transform you from the inside out. I want to make you into something more than you ever, ever imagined. There may be folks in this room. You say, I want to come through the door. I want access to the Father's house. And today I'm recognizing, I don't understand it all, I don't get it all, but I recognize deep down in my heart, it's through Jesus. So today I come. If that's you, I'd like you to lift your hand and say, Lord, I come. Just as I am with all my faults, all my boils, everything wrong with me, I come. I see that hand there. Are there any other? I come, I come. I come, I come, I come. Don't miss this moment. I come for my eternity to be established. I come to be forgiven. I come to be washed. I come to become a new creation. But Lord, I also come to humble myself at your feet to become a disciple. I want to become like you. I want to know you. I want to make choices that please you. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org slash salvation. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Rear Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Rear Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com and select the green donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.